Hello and welcome back to another episode of This Russian Life, the only podcast approved by our beloved president. As I always do at the start of every episode, I'd like to remind my listeners that if you or anyone you know is interested in taking a lovely all-expense-paid trip to one of our many ultra-modern, fully-furnished, forced labor camps, please feel free to leave a comment at the end of this episode. Now for today's topic, immigration. That's right. Can you believe it? I've been allowed to cover this highly controversial topic, and the only sacrifice I had to make was welcoming the very intimidating individual who is currently standing behind me into the studio. Before we get into the politics of immigration, I want to spend some time delving into the process of how one would go about immigrating to Russia. The current immigration system operates largely on the distribution of temporary residence permits and tourist visas. If you look Russian, speak Russian, and are from any one of the nations formerly comprising the Soviet bloc, then citizenship may even be in your future. However, for immigrants in search of economic opportunities and temporary residence, let me preface with, consider looking somewhere else. Have you ever felt uncertain about correct usage of commas? Prepare yourself for a punctuation-based nightmare when the time comes to file your application. Immigration department employees like to change correct comma placement by the hour. That's right, the hour. Had your application declined because the bureaucracy didn't approve of your use of punctuation? By the time you return with your new application, you'll likely find that you are once again wrong. Prepare to go through this several times. Oh, wait, that's right. I forgot to mention, the application has to be absolutely perfect to be processed, in accordance with that day's standards, of course. If you're interested in having grammatically induced traumatic flashbacks whenever you hear the word application, then consider yourself the perfect candidate for migrating to Russia. So right now, you might be thinking to yourself, is that all? Big deal. Absolutely not. Do you really think a nation as glorious as Russia would let just anyone willing to endure the hassles of immigration enforcement in? Naturally, before you can even submit your pathetic application, there is an extensive and completely necessary checklist to fight your way through. You want to live here, huh? No problem. Just submit officially notarized translations of every official document you own. That's right. We even need translations of the quotes in your cute little American passport so we can laugh at your weak capitalist ideals. Next, you need proof of residence in Russia, which no landlord will want to provide you with, so good luck as well as proof that you have enough money to live off of, because unlike the pansies who make up the European Union, Russia doesn't waste time giving its migrants reliable access to social services. You want welfare? Um, I'm sorry, does this look like the U.S. to you? You want an education? Well, we don't serve that here either. Sorry. Finally, 
after proving that you carry no sexually transmitted diseases, have committed no criminal offenses, and have successfully passed a grueling psychological examination, you are finally ready to apply for a chance to live and work in Russia. And now for a word from our sponsors. Are you interested in becoming a skinhead? Want to know more about what we do? Look no further than this ad and the rest of this podcast to unlock the key to our guiding principles. The Skinheads of Russia are a right-wing anti-immigrant group who aims to harass and extort all non-Slavic immigrants. We specialize in making the lives of people who don't look like us a living hell. Just listen to these reviews from our happy customers. After joining the Skinheads, I realized it was okay to be blatantly racist because I'm not the only one. That's right. If you join the Skinheads, you'll become part of a big, happy, highly exclusive Slavic family. What more could you possibly want? Now that you know how to immigrate here, let's talk about what you have to look forward to once your application has been accepted. I'll give you a hint. Not much. For this portion of the podcast, I'd like to bring in an immigration policy specialist who would like to remain anonymous for security purposes. As some of our listeners may be aware, recent predictions show that the Russian population is projected to decrease by 2.5 million between now and 2035. What would you say are the main factors contributing to these numbers? Well, there just aren't enough immigrants. I'm sorry? You said there aren't enough immigrants? What do you mean? How could that be? President Putin has made it very clear that he prefers immigrants that fit the mold. They need to look Slavic, speak Russian. Simply put, they need to fit in. Okay, well, I don't see anything wrong with that, and there is certainly no shortage of citizens in the Commonwealth of Independent States, also known as the former Soviet bloc. But that's the problem. You see, there are over 30 million native Russian speakers living outside of Russia. In the past 20 years, over 2 million Russians have left the country, and there is a clear decline in native population growth. So... Our Slavic brethren don't want to move here? No, they don't. The number of Soviet bloc workers applying for citizenship and temporary residence permits is in a serious decline. Nowhere near what this country needs to revamp its economy and reach net zero population growth. So, what are you saying exactly? I'm saying that we need to become more receptive to the significant number of Central Asian immigrants looking to work here. Excuse me? What? Did I just hear you correctly? Everyone who lives here knows that Central Asian migrants aren't hardworking. They don't provide for their families, and they certainly don't want to give up their previous nationality to become proper Russians. Are you seriously suggesting that we allow more outsiders like them to live and work here? Yes, I am. And it's about time someone exposes the human rights violations against Central Asian migrants in Russia. 
any migrant that doesn't look Slavic and experiences financial prosperity is exposed to extortion and physical harm. Local law enforcement may even temporarily detain them and confiscate personal items and documentation like passports. Well, I'm sorry, but I think you need to be escorted out of here. No, I don't think... Hey, what? You can't do this. This is an outrage. I'm going to call my lawyer. This is crazy. You can't... So, uh, so from what I gather, our dear friend really meant to say that while our longtime enemy, <laughs> I mean, lovely friends in the U.S. are fighting back a tidal wave of immigrants here in Russia, we are hoping for our trickle of Slavic immigrants to gain a bit more vitality. I know I have the utmost confidence in our president's immigration policy. He certainly won't let non-Slavs take over this country. And no, that's not xenophobic or anti-immigrant of me and the rest of this country to think. After all, it's only fair we put Russia first.